This is the X and Y podcast. My name's Justin and I live in Japan. Last podcast, which was rather um, rather provocatively titled Japanese men are beta cucks. Uh, well, I should point out that not every Japanese man is a beta cuck. It would be unfair of me to say that. However, uh, I think uh, there are too many of them which are. Uh, but of course, one of the problems is that men in Japan, like all over the world, are emasculated. They have been stripped of their rights, stripped of their power. And they are really forced to submit to their their employers, their wives, the government, etc. And many of them will comply because like a lot of men, once they get married and have children, they are at risk of losing everything and they're not willing to lose everything. So rather than lose everything, they acquiesce, they submit, they uh, toe the line. And uh, this is not restricted to Japan, of course, but I think that men in Japan are particularly uh, compliant with so-called authority. And as I said before in the last podcast, that authority, although it comes from the elite, uh, from government, it's uh, also dished out by their wives. They have to obey their wives because their wives have a lot of power over the family and over their husbands and are uh, in a position to use the legal system to totally destroy a man. And unfortunately, that is a regular occurrence. That is a, is a real a actual threat and a real actual problem that is happening on a daily basis. Uh, but uh, I think it's quite obvious by now that to everybody that that's what's happening and it isn't restricted to Japan. The, uh, the last pod, in the last podcast, I mentioned that some people believe MGTOW began in Japan. Well, it didn't begin in Japan. I mean, I, I don't know when, it, when or where it started. I think that actually MGTOW has existed for a very long time. I just think that it's become a lot more prevalent now. And one of the reasons, of course, is because of the emasculation of men. But uh, I think that Japan was in a more advanced state of societal decay regarding the loss of masculinity and the, uh, the, the power and control over men. Um, so therefore, because there was a lot of publicity, you know, over the, quite a few years back, there's been, there, there was a lot of publicity about Japanese men, or I should say J the Japanese population shrinking and men not wanting to get married. And certainly there are men who, even if they are married, uh, they don't want to have children. And um, who can blame them? So I mentioned a case last week and I thought I'd mention another case that uh, is very uh, fresh on my mind, so that's why I'll talk about it now. And this is about a guy who is an uh, he's a, an automotive engineer specialising in car braking systems. Uh, really nice guy. I really like the guy. Uh, he's been coming to me as a customer for over ten years. A very loyal customer. 
And um, he is a similar age to the guy I mentioned last week. He's um, probably um, around the 40 mark, maybe slightly under that. He's 39 or 40, something like that. And uh, he got married... um, he got married about two and a half years ago, um, no, maybe three years ago, and they had a daughter, about three years ago they got married, and he wanted to get married, he was actively seeking a wife. I think this is a thing that, you know, people still do want to get married, um, there are those who want to. I think uh, one reason is they just have a desire to continue their their family bloodline. I think it's some. It's an instinct, you know. I think uh, it's something innate in all of us to procreate and continue our family bloodline. Um, but some people have now decided it's not worth the risk, the hassle, um, and they don't do it. But there are still those who have a strong desire to do it. So he's got a daughter who's just turned two years old. His wife was working in a rather menial a retail job in a shopping mall. When she became pregnant, she I think she worked for a short time, then she quit her job. Um, and he does seem to be uh, to, to quite... I, I don't know what their family situation is like, when, but I do hear stuff from him. And I gave him a lot of advice when I found out he was planning on getting married. And I said... I said to him very strongly that you really need to cover your assets. You need to uh, hide your money. Because as I said before, in Japan, women, most women have control over the money. They control not just their husbands, but they control the money too. And um, I said to him that, because I knew that he would do the typical thing of getting a joint account and she would just have... uh, unlimited free and easy access to it she would have equal access to his bank account so I said to him that whatever you do you need to set aside you need to have a secret bank account and set aside money that is your your uh, backup plan your insurance against your wife doing the dirty on you or the, your wife turning against you and I explained what had happened to me and and countless other guys and uh, he did listened to me very intently and he uh, he said to me that he would take my advice and he would do it. I don't know whether he has done it, but he said that he was going to do that. And he also told me that he'd already heard similar stories from his colleagues at work. And uh, he also said, and I'd heard this from other people, by the way, um, that because it's such a problem in Japan, that what a lot of companies do, and I don't think they all do this, but what some, or I'm not sure what percentage of companies do this, but what they do is, they actually they pay their they pay their male workers which are most most company workers are predominantly male in japan they uh, they pay their workers um to in in two ways they give them their regular salary and they give them another uh, amount of money which is part of their salary package which is directly to them which is hidden from their wives and this is done by the companies because the companies know what a problem it is quite an interesting one um, I suppose that it's impossible to keep that a secret from the general public because it's you know these people are the general public and I suppose some women know about it 
And uh, I don't know how, if a woman is married to a man receiving that uh, secret uh, portion of his salary, I don't know how that's dealt with. Um, but I said to him, whatever you do, do not leave the evidence of, of any uh, secret bank account in your home. I said, you, you, because you can't trust your wife when you're out or when you're at work, she might be rifling through your stuff and because that's what they do. I've had that happen to me with both my uh, wives. They did that. And um, that women will rifle through your stuff. Uh, even if you haven't done anything suspicious, they'll just do it. And um, I mean, I understand sometimes people do it, men and women may do it if they're suspicious of their their partner having an affair but I've had it women do it to me and um uh well that's a, that's these are stories for other times and I've had it happen to me so uh, even when I wasn't uh I don't believe there was any cause to do that because that women are, are, are naturally very insecure so anyway he uh he, he said to me that he, uh, he said, to, I told him, you know, whatever you do, don't keep evidence of your secret bank account in your home. You need to give it to somebody trusted, such as your family and preferably your father, um, because I don't believe you can trust your mother either. But in Japan, uh, I get the impression that they can trust their mothers. Their mothers are suspicious of their, of daughter-in-laws. Whereas where I come from, uh, you you can't trust uh, your mother with your wife uh, or your girlfriend um the 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 bitches take their side and will will turn against you that's that's my experience and i've heard this from countless guys that he, women will betray their own sons but where i come from and um take the side of uh of of a of a wife of a daughter-in-law that is uh, anyway um he reckoned he'd he taken on board what I'd said. And I've said this to more than one guy, by the way. And um, he reckons that he was dealing with it accordingly. Sure hope he has. But as I said, he's an automotive engineer specialising in brakes, braking, car brake systems. And um, he's been, he's worked his way up. Uh, he works for a major uh, international company. And um, I know for a fact he's got a high salary. And uh, I don't know exactly what it is, but as I said before, I know what salaries are like in Japan and, and they're quite standardised amongst certain ranks and positions. And I know he'll have a high salary and uh, he pays for everything. His wife pays for nothing. Uh, as I said, she did the typical thing of give up work when she became pregnant. He's he subsequently bought um, bought a condominium, bought a flat. So that is a condominium. And. Um, all the time, he's t he he seems to be heavily influenced by what she wants, and um, and I know how that is because you do it. I used to be heavily influenced by what my wife wanted. I used to go with what she wanted, and uh, I seriously regret it now because it cost me a lot of money, and ultimately it cost me everything. But uh, he's done that, and uh, he he really wants a car. He's he's wanted a car for a while, and. He's obviously very interested in cars. He likes cars, like a lot of masculine men. And um, the fact that he's also an automotive engineer is, of course, another reason why uh, he's particularly interested in cars. And we often have had conversations about cars. And uh, his wife is totally against it. She doesn't want 
a car. She won't let him buy a car. And he's been talking to me about how, how she, he's tried to persuade her. She's against it. And he's trying to think of ways to persuade her, such as with the coronavirus scare that maybe it's time to get a car so they don't have to use public transport. No, she's still against it. Um, and he's he's opt he's even said to her he'll get some small compact economy car which isn't really what he wants but he he'll do it to compromise no she's just she's never had a car she doesn't like cars she hasn't got a license um she she's totally against cars and um he is acquiescing to her desires or her will of uh, not wanting a car and uh, I think it's a real shame um, so he's he's not you know fully satisfied he's got the money he can afford it even though it is expensive to own a car in Japan he's got enough money but he's not buying a, a car and he I remember when um, shortly after he got married he, one of his hobbies for his, for, it's always been his hobbies to go snowboarding. And he used to go off snowboarding in the winter because Japan's very mountainous. It's got a lot of ski resorts. And he used to go off snowboarding with his colleagues and his friends. And um, when he got married, I noticed that that started to uh, reduce. And um, when his wife became pregnant, he basically stopped going snowboarding. And this is the kind of thing men do. They give up on their hobbies. They give up, you know, they, uh, I remember, if you're aware of the uh, the old British sitcom called Forty Towers, I remember Basil Forty, who was always complaining about his wife. There was a very good uh, ongoing um, plot, subplot. Well, it's not really a, a show about plots, but there's an ongoing theme in Forty Towers of the problems between husband and husbands and wives and played out between Basil Forty and his wife Sybil and um, I remember once he said um, she had she had uh, was totally against him doing all kinds of things and one of them was um, betting on horses that is to say gambling betting on horses and he had to keep it quiet and one of the episodes he wanted to put a down a bet on a horse that apparently got a good tip on and um he had to he said he made a he made a a comment in in the episode he said that particular avenue of pleasure was shut shut off to me by my wife years ago or something like that and i thought that really sums it up because we've all a lot of us i mean i don't i don't you know let me know what you think um but you know we all get this we all are told we can't do certain things um my both my uh ex-wives they hated motorbikes um they they just didn't like them so a lot of women don't like motorbikes they were totally against motorbikes and um my wife in japan i wanted to get you know japan's got great motorbikes it's a country that makes really good motorbikes and she threatened to divorce me uh, if and i we had a, a young son he was very young at the time just a baby she threatened to divorce me if i got a motorbike and um uh, the fact that i bought her a car did not appease her at all she just didn't want me having a motorbike 
Now, what was the reason for that? Well, first of all, of course, uh, women are totally against taking risks so that they see them as dangerous. Um, they don't see any enjoyment in something that pumps your adrenaline and, and is, is a, a risky thing to do. Um, they don't, generally speaking, uh, most women, especially when they get married, uh, you know, they want to keep their husband as um, a form of income. They, that you're, you're especially, I mean, it's, it's common probably throughout the world, but in Japan, you are basically a walking cash machine, a walking ATM. You know, the, um, one, you're a sperm donor. And once you've donated your sperm, your job then is simply to provide money. And that's all. And you dare not do anything that puts that, uh, puts that at risk. So you dare not do anything that could damage your chances of uh, not providing money. And um, if you do, then um, they'll find enough. They'll find a man to replace you. So anyway, I just wanted to uh, give you a story about. Uh, I mean, there are plenty of cases like that. I've known plenty of guys like that. I still know plenty of guys like that. But an actual uh, case that's fresh in my mind because the guy who's who was a customer of mine for nearly for over ten years has um, unfortunately quit on me today. Well, he he told me he was leaving. Um, he gave me notice. And he hasn't renewed his contract with me, he's, but uh, he was a very nice guy and um, he said he'd like to keep in touch and uh, I shall see what happens. But yes, he's um, really got something missing from his life. He just um, doesn't have a car and he's an automotive engineer and he really wants one. And it's all because his wife is totally against it. Oh, and I should mention that he's been trying to think of ways. He was talking to me about ways of secretly owning a car. He was thinking about buying or renting a parking space or buying a parking space that's um, a couple of miles from his flat so his wife would never know about it. I mean, how crazy is that, that you'd have to go to those lengths uh, to stop your wife knowing that you had a car? You know, it's just totally insane. I don't think that's a real viable option. I don't know how, he, how you'd keep that secret for, for any length of time. But anyway, there we are. This has been the X and Y podcast and I shall try to upload more regularly. Uh, so this has been about a week since the last one. I'm going to try to upload at least once a week. So stay tuned.